Planet Worker, a world in development. Irrawaddy Delta, 2012. How important is a strong tree? In some cases, it's the difference between life and death. We're in the Irrawaddy Delta, reviewing school and disaster reduction programs. The Delta is a labyrinth of rivers and tributaries, waterways leading to the Andaman Sea. Transport is primarily by water and around us boats and fisherfolk ply their trade. For first-timers, the boats are entertainment. For locals, they are time-consuming and expensive. Our longboat seats eight, with a pilot up front checking for nets and logs and an engine operator at the rear looking very cool in sunglasses and sarong. Longboats sit low in the water and this one has a powerful motor, making us the fastest on the water. But the picture of normality in the Delta's bustling waterways masks a tragedy of momentous proportions. The Delta has been known as Cyclone Alley, with storms regularly reaching landfall and disrupting the normal ebb and flow of life. However, in 2008, a cyclone with a difference changed the region dramatically. While people across the Delta were aware of Cyclone Nargis bearing down on the Delta in May of 20, 2008, no one seemed to appreciate the power coming their way. Nargis slammed into land with a devastating accomplice, a storm surge. The winds had been so powerful out to sea that they had driven the ocean towards the land, riding on the back of an extraordinary high tide. The result was a wall of water three metres high that coursed up the rivers and across the fields up to 50 kilometres inland. With few areas with any high ground above three metres, the waves swept away homes in hundreds of villages. Men, women and children of all ages flushed from their homes, desperately seeking any protection they could. The stories are heartbreaking. A village headman describes how he lost his children, ripped from his arms by the force of the water. This village lost over 500 people, half of the population. Without any sign of irony, he informs us that there are other villages less lucky, as they were almost entirely wiped out. The headman describes a terrifying night of wind and water and loss. But the impact was also disproportionate on age and sex. Children and women suffered more, unable to swim or with the strength to grab a tree. Men clung for life on tall trees, watching helplessly as others were washed away. The trees became salvation for the lucky ones, bruising their chests and scratching their arms as they clung on. Many others disappeared. I looked around the group and the sadness is palpable, but they are willing to talk. Survival brings with it trauma, but also rehabilitation. They tell us of the new concrete school built with a roof capable of holding 500 people at a height of five metres. This is too late to have spared them during Nargis, but maybe the next one. Of course, it's not just about hardware. Along with the school building, they have a plan for sheltering during cyclones. Part of the preparedness is 
taking children and adults and pointing out the strongest trees to be used in future, the ones that won't wash away. I'm reminded of the role of trees in rural southern Africa where they become symbols of life. Village elders would point with pride to trees that were planted when they were born, now fully grown and distinctive in their size. Children's birth would be celebrated with a planting. Trees would provide fuel for cooking and heating and a variety of medicinal purposes. The mechanised destruction of trees became symbolic of the destructive power of modern industry on rural life. In the Delta, trees become lifesavers, literally. I'm bowled over by the generosity of these Burmese, still reeling four years after the disaster. But they are rebuilding. Much activity is directed at children with early childhood centres, schools and clinics high on their list of priorities. Education is important to them and many laughed when I asked about an appropriate age for girls to be married. 18 to 20 years is normal, they said, but after 25 is much better because they have opportunity to study and mature. There's clearly no support for early marriages here. They watch with amusement as we clumsily climb back on the boat. At least we are entertainment for the kids. But is there a future for these kids in the Delta? With sea rise and increasing number and intensity of severe storms, the future of millions of people living in low-lying coastal areas like the Delta is bleak. The scale of threat is too big and broad to stave off with infrastructure alone and there isn't anywhere else to go. Tragically, Nargis is likely to be followed by an event of similar intensity within a decade. Well-designed and fortified buildings will undoubtedly help, but the entire next generation of the Delta is at risk. On the way back to town, I look anxiously to the sky. Dark clouds and rain on the way, not a cyclone, but a light storm. I go and sit at the front of the boat to boost my confidence. I think about this beautiful place, the enormity of the disaster, of loss and the resilience of its people. Even in disaster, there is hope and renewal. I'm suddenly feeling a bit lighter. I just have to find a strong tree.